What I do, guys. It's the Connection Podcast. Welcome, everybody. Another episode. Another, another episode. Day. Another day. In a, in a new, new place. Studio. New studio. Technically, it's not. Not an actual studio, not yeah. a recording studio. I just moved to uh, downtown yeah. Phoenix. Yeah. I love this area. It's awesome. Thank this place you. This is nice. Also, by the shout way. out to you, real quick, for helping me move. <laughs> like, that was a crazy Saturday we had this past oh, Saturday. Man, that was intense. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it, man. That Literally, was... on all today, I really felt it at work. <laughs> the I was like, yeah, like right at the top of my back where my shoulders meet. I was like stretching my back out. And, just like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's the back spot. Popped. That's it right there. Nice. Yeah, man. Appreciate the help. Couldn't have done that without you because it was, it was a lot. So Thanks, man. grateful for you, man. It was great to help. Um, yeah, so I, I want to jump into this because there's quite a bit quite a bit of scripture that we're going to be reading today, uh, a psalm and a story. This so. is a good one. It's an interesting topic this that I think one. is very, very relevant to a lot of people today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we live, so we live in an age of anxiety, like mm-hmm. anxiety and really like depression and just a lot of unhappiness and, and people like losing their joy and that kind of stuff. And we've talked about joy before and anxiety a little mm-hmm. bit, but... Um, Really, like today, like you saw the the title of this episode called, called I'm in a funk, mm-hmm. right? Everybody's been there. Everybody's gone through a funk of, of some sort. Got to be really careful with how I say that word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's like this idea of, or this question of what do we do when we don't feel God's presence? What yeah. do we do when we don't feel God when we're praying, you know, when we're reading the Bible, when... Even when we're at church and we're surrounded by a community of people who are mm-hmm. worshiping and mm-hmm. singing and getting a message, what do we do when you don't feel God's presence, when you don't feel it? You stop sulking. Yeah. Like, you're just like... Stop being a little brat. <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> just stop it. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> no, I think this is a really, um, really challenging really challenging topic that a lot of people struggle with mm-hmm. um, and that a lot of people honestly get stuck in. Mm. They, they kind of just get stuck in that, that position of, well, I'm just here. Yeah. I'm either depressed or I'm really anxious all the time or I, I'm not feeling God's presence. So, and honestly, I think what happens a lot too is that the enemy will come in and try to convince us and say, Oh, well, you don't need to go to church. You just need to stay home today because you're not feeling great. You don't want to get, you don't want to spread that to other people. That's when you need to go church the most. That's exactly when you need to be in that community the most. You need to be in the Bible. You need to be with your, your followers in Christ, your, your, you know, your, your people. Mm Mm-hmm. Go to your Bible studies. Homegirls. Well, and like, don't be afraid to reach out to people too. Mm -hmm. Like contact someone or, or just send a text and say, Hey, do you have a few minutes this evening where I can call you and talk or whatever it is? You yep, know, can we go yep. grab, can we go grab coffee? Can you, can we mm-hmm. go grab lunch? Like I've done that for a couple of people who just wanted to reach out and hang out. Mm-hmm. Like Nick, one of our uh, good friends from Hillsong, you yeah, know, he yeah. reached out to me when he moved back and was like, Hey man, can we go grab coffee or lunch? And I said, sure, absolutely. It, yeah. And it's, it's just been a really good time. Uh, shout out Nick, if you're listening to, uh, to connect with him and to help him out and to mm-hmm. just, you know, do what I can. Mm-hmm. Right. Obviously I, I, I'm 20, almost 27 years old. I don't have that much experience and wisdom in this kind of stuff. Yeah. But, you know, I feel like that's an opportunity. Here's another part of this, too. It's, it's, it's an opportunity for those of us who, like, are doing well mm-hmm. to help those who maybe aren't. Maybe to help those who mm-hmm. aren't kind mm-hmm. of um, on that same page right now. Well, it's also one of those things, too, like, 
you when you first come to Christ, however your story is, right? However your story played out, um, you know, you come to Christ and you say, "Okay, Lord, I can't do this on my own. Take it." Right. You have to have the same mentality mm-hmm. with your your you know your fellow friends. You like, know, yeah, you got to mm-hmm. say, "Yo, mm-hmm. I can't do this on my own. I need help." You know, even and, and you guys got to hold each other accountable. Like our group of friends right now, like you know, it's it's been. A key to our success of, exactly. of where we're at in life. Exactly. Honestly. Exactly. You well, know, e- even Jesus carrying the cross up to Calvary. He had some help. He did not do it alone. Nope. There was a point where he fell and couldn't carry it. And so someone was taken from the crowd of people, right? Mm-hmm. Just a random person just taken and said, You help him carry this. Yeah. And I think that's that's a big job for us as um not only Christians for other people in the world, but as for fellow believers, like with uh, a community of of friends that we share the faith with. You know, it's like up to us to help them out and to to be that support for them when they need it. And another thing that I kind of I heard once, I don't remember. It was probably Stephen Furtick that I heard it from, honestly. But, you know, what what like what do you do when you don't feel something like it's this idea of be what you want to receive. Right. So if you Mm. if you want encourage encouragement, Mm. be encouraging. If you Mm -hmm. want joy, like give mm. joyfully or like be joyful or yep. um, that kind of idea. Yeah. You know, if you want to, if you want people to pray for you, pray for them, that mm-hmm. kind of idea. And like it'll re- reciprocate itself mm. back to you. That's just like a little, little plug there. So let's go into this. Let's set in mm-hmm. the funk. <laughs> Get it. So I want to turn um, the verse that, or a lot of verses that came to, my a mind, chapter, a whole, honestly, a whole chapter, <laughs> a whole, a whole thing. It's just, it's Psalm 42. Um, I'm just going to read this. I'm going to read the whole thing because I think it's all very, very important. So lean in, listen to the word, let your heart receive it. And it says, as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. Ooh. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? <laughs> Okay, let me stop right there real quick. When was the last time you were really desperate for God like this psalmist was? Man, honestly, when I was in the moment of finding a new job. Okay. Because I was like, not only was I desperate for God or desperate for a new job, but I was also desperate for God because it's like, God, this is the moment where I need to trust you the most. Yeah. This is the moment where I need to like dive into you the most. And like, I made it a point for that month to really not listen to any other type of music than like Christian music. Mm, to set your and, like, focus. Yeah. And praise and worship music. And for that whole month, it was just praise and worship music everywhere I went. Nice. And like, that was my way of like diving into mm-hmm. like God and being like, yo, I'm thirsty. Not only am I thirsty, but I'm also waiting for something. Yeah. So <laughs> don't even start on that. <laughs> all right, let's keep going. Verse three. My tears have been my food day and night while people say to me all day long, where is your God? Mm. These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. Why my soul? Are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. My soul is downcast within me. Therefore, therefore, I will remember you from the land of Jordan, the heights of Hermon, 
from Mount Mizar. Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. Mm. By day, the Lord directs his love. At night, his song is with me. A prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning oppressed by the enemy? Mm. My bones suffer, suffer mortal agony as my foes taught me, saying to me all day long, where is your God? Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Mm. <laughs> Woo, I love that. I love that so much. I'm going to break this down a little bit as we go into this, right? So the author of this um, is not David. I thought it was initially. It's not David that's saying this. It's Who is it? The sons of Court. Cor- Hold on. I think, let me flip to it real quick Gotta in my Bible. The sons of Korah. I was close. Korah. Um, who were temple musicians and assistants. Okay, so get this, right? I just thought of this. These are temple musicians and assistants, meaning they are worship leaders. They're they're worship leaders, and they're sitting here going through this. Hmm. They're sitting here going like, God, you've forgotten me. Like, my enemies are taunting me. (laughs) Worship leaders (laughs) and assistants for the temple, like people who are involved all the time, and they write this kind of psalm. Just simply meaning that, like, no one is exempt from going through this stuff. I think this is, like, this is just so much a part of the Christian walk. Mm-hmm. This, this, this ebb and flow, you know, of, of, of back and forth. I'm going to get into, into that in a second. Um, let me go back up real quick and kind of look at these. So verses one through four, it's kind of like you, they're in a funk, Right. Mm-hmm. Verses one through four, you're in a funk. As a deer pants for the streams of water, like I'm longing for you, God. Like I used to go to the house of God under the protection, like I'm looking for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then verses five through eight, we switch. We have a confidence. Mm. Right? Very true. Why? Like it's, it's a question. Why are you downcast? Like the, the author is asking their yeah, own yeah. soul. Yeah. Why are you downcast? What's wrong with you, fool? Why are you so disturbed? Stop it. Like stop it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Okay, so that's verses 5 through 8. And then verses 9 through 10, we're back in a funk. Mm. We're back in it. What does that say? Let me scroll up here. Uh, Why have you forgotten me, God? God, you're my rock, but why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning? And then finally, verse 11. The last verse ends with the same line, the same confidence. (laughs) Why are you downcast? Yo... These worship leaders are moody. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, Easy, you have it on your life, a calling to become a worship leader, right? I hope so. Yeah, you do. You've been prophesied over to be, to be a psalmist like David, right? You, you talked about that a little bit before. Mm-hmm. Have you gone through this with, like, our Afterglow stuff? Like, have you ever... Oh, Afterglow is... <laughs> it's a kind of different animal, but, like... Afterglow was a something else, man. But you've been, like, in the church... Serving and drumming and stuff. And been, part of I started it. drumming. Let's see. I was like eight. I was either five. I was six or seven. 
when I very first saw like the drums and like understood what that was. Right. So you've been part of the church your whole life. Yeah, my whole life essentially. Um, so do you relate to these guys? Kind of in a way because like there has always been a desire for me to want to play. Not so mm-hmm. much in the same way that they're, you know, the way that they feel. Right. But more of, for me, it was more of, for me, it was more of like, yo, I'm, I could do this. I'm so good at it. And then literally mm. five seconds later, I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> Look at the way the other musicians play. Like they're so much better. Like yeah. they not only can read music, Ooh. but they can like play by ear and this and this and that. And they're so much better than I am. They have way more like skill. And then literally five seconds later, I'm piping myself back up. I'm like, <laughs> you got this easy. What yeah. the heck's wrong with you? Yeah. You made it this far. You can keep going. And and then literally five seconds later, it's like back to like putting myself in that funk where it's like, man, am I really that good enough? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then it, it, it gets, it, it gets, it just got worse and worse and worse as I progressed. So then I started playing the bass with you guys. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was like, there was a part of me that was like, I could do so much more than this. <laughs> and then the other part of me, literally I'm driving home that night and it's like, nah, but playing the guitar is too hard for me. And then I would go back and there we are having a little worship with Wesley. And then it's like, yo, I could, I could play guitar and sing. Yeah. Or I could play bass and sing. So then I would do that. And then I would get off the stage and I say, Oh my God, I sounded so horrible. <laughs> you know, it's right? like constantly going in the funk and mm. then constantly going out of the funk and then right. going in the funk and then going out of it. At least that's, that's the experience for me. Sure. You know, why? Oh my gosh! Like how many pastors probably go through this? Jeez! Like just for me alone, just the little bit I did on Friday nights when we had our afterglow service. Like I remember telling you about. We I talked about it too before mm-hmm. on the mustard mm-hmm. seed message I gave. And I just was like, "Oh, this is awful," and felt terrible afterwards. And then, like you know, a couple of days later, I was like, "Man, I, I got this. I'm gonna spring back. I'm gonna bounce back." Mm. You know, it's like a bouncy ball. The harder the surf, the harder the the, mm-hmm. the harder. <laughs> My tongue got twisted. The harder the surface, if you think of a bouncy ball, right? Like the harder the surface that it hits, yeah, the higher it's gonna, the higher it bounces back, kind Mm. of thing. Um, but yeah, so like this whole part where the the author shifts in verse five and says, "Why are you downcast, my soul?" Mm -hmm. Like he's asking himself, "Why am I like this?" Why am I feeling this way? Why am I so disturbed? Like, and he re and he like reassures that confidence by saying, put your hope in God, mm-hmm. right? For I will yet praise him, my savior and my God. And then verse six, I think this is a key. This is, this is, a, this is a really big key. I think that a lot of people need to, to, to realize and get within them is that he, he, he accepts where he is. He or she is like they accept where they are. Mm-hmm. Verse six, my soul is downcast within me mm. because in verse five, he just asked the question, why are you downcast? Yeah. But rather than worrying about why he shifts and just says, my soul is, I'm accepting that. Yeah, I'm in this funk. Mm. I'm in this place. I get it. Mm. But what's, what comes next is also another key is that, okay, you accept where you are. Yeah. You, I, you, yeah. You've accepted. Yep. That I'm in a funk. I am. Mm -hmm. I'm not denying it. I'm not saying I'm not. I know I am. Mm -hmm. Look what he says next. Therefore, I will what? Remember you. Who's you? God. I will remember you from the land of the Jordan. What's the land of the Jordan? 
the promise God gave to mm-hmm. the Israelites. Mm-hmm. I'm remembering your promises, God. I'm remembering yep. what you said. You and, know, what? keep going. Go no, ahead. no, go for oh, it. I was gonna say. You know what this reminds me of? What? Gonna be a little bit off topic here. Okay, go for it. <laughs> this is the best parts. Uh, do you remember the um, sermon that Michael Todd did with? The cup having holes in it. Yes. And then water flowing into it and, and it being heart. overflowed. Yeah, yeah, that was your heart. Yeah. Not only do I view that as your heart, but for some reason, I'm getting the visualization that you said you have to have the hope. So you have to have like right. that faith to say, even though I'm in this funk, Lord, I know that you can pull me out. Mm, yeah. So you stretch your hand out with your cup. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. And yeah. your cup, that funk. That stuff that like the, 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 well, that's the word, how unconfident you are. Those are the little holes in mm. your like styrofoam cup. Yep. You know, those like polar pop cups. Yeah. That kind of a size. Yep. So you got little holes poked in your Yeah. Cup. You got little holes poked in just like, like Michael Todd's, exp- like, uh, his visual, visual, visualization. <laughs> words today, man. Right. Yeah. Um, and he's holding it and you have to have that faith, that hope and that, that trust and like what they have, that just confidence to yeah. pull out your hand, let your cup be there, and let it be get, mm. let it get poured, let it let God's spirit pour into it. Mm-hmm. And even though it's leaking a little bit with those little, you know, uh, what is the word? I'm like blanking out on all these words. <laughs> it's all good. Insecurities. Yeah. You know those insecurities that you have, and the water's just like popping out. Mm-hmm. You know. The craziest thing is if you don't move your cup from that flow, you won't ever, you won't ever like those leaks won't affect your overflow. Right. But if you move your cup a little bit from that and become and get into that funk, Mm, you mm. start to leak a little bit and not, and and not only do you leak, but you don't, you don't gain any of that back. Yeah. You can't receive as much. So to have that confidence to put your f- cup completely under God's flow and say, even though I am insecure about these things, God, you will make it so mm. that I am not. Yeah. Yeah. Like you will overflow in me, even though I have these holes in my cup. And that's what's so difficult about that, man. It's like, yeah. you have to have the strength to keep your arm out there. Exactly. Like, and that's why the author is saying... Put your hope in God. Exactly. That's I'm not. What I'm, I'm not depending on my own. Oh, this ties in so dang well with what we're gonna talk about in a little bit. You can't <laughs> depend on your own strength to hold no. that cup out. No. You cannot. Like it's your hope is not mm-hmm. in your own strength. Your hope is in God. Mm-hmm. Your hope is not in your own strength to overcome what you are going through. Yep. It has to be in God. Like lift. I lift my eyes to the hills. Yeah. That's where my help help comes from. Exactly. You know. Where does my help come from? It comes from God, from the hills. Like, I look up. I don't look around me. I don't look at where, what everyone else is doing. I don't look behind me of what I did. I don't look what God did do. I look up to what he is doing right now. Like, I look to him. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think that's one of the things. Is like, how do you get out of a spiritual funk? Like, part one, remember God's goodness. Yeah. And depend on him to do yeah, it again. Exactly. He's going to do it again. Yeah. Even if he didn't, it's it's that saying. Sheena kind of touched on this yep. in the stewardship. Shouts out episode. to them again because hey, that was a dope you guys episode. Are awesome. <laughs> um, 
But it's like, even if God never did another thing for us, we would have enough to go off of because Jesus died on the cross for us Ugh, and yes. took away all of our sin, took away all of this stuff yep, that, yep. that we're going through. Yep. Um, so I think that's the first part of how do you get out of a spiritual funk? Remember God's goodness and his promises. Verse mm-hmm, six, mm-hmm. right? Put your hope in the Lord. And I know this is such a hard thing, man, because so many people say, well, that's easy to say, mm-hmm. but it's like, how do I do it? And so I'm just, I'm just going to say this part, next part, like, how do I do that? You have to command it. Mm-hmm. You have to command these things to, to literally like come out, mm-hmm. like in Jesus name, mm-hmm. like you need to declare these things and say, no, like do what the author says. Like when you come to this place, just be like, why are why, why is my soul downcast? Why am I feeling like this? Put your hope in God. Right? It's not like a, oh, well, if you feel like it, put your hope in God. No, it's a command. Put your hope in God. Like, declare that stuff over your life and, and just command it. Like, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to let this dictate how I live my life. Yeah. I can, I can feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like, hear us out. Like, it's okay to feel a certain way. Just don't stay in it. That's mm-hmm. where a lot of people get caught up. Don't be it. Exactly. You can feel it, just don't be it. Mm-hmm. That kind and, of deal. And I don't know why this this thought popped in my head, but um, I just had to Google it real quickly. You're good. Um, and I feel like it's just important to say because getting out of a funk, we always tend to think, oh, it's like that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> right? It's an instant thing. Like just we think one, that, all of a sudden. We think that not only will it, do we have to run out of our funk, that we have to like mm. jump out of it. But here's another example. I think of the funk, whatever you're going through, like quicksand. Okay. And I just literally looked up right now how to get out of quicksand. Okay. <laughs> just the steps that it takes to right. get out of quicksand, like if you're stuck by yourself. So, okay. If someone's like listening, they're like, what is quicksand? It's something that causes you to sink into the sand. Yes. Literally, it sucks you in. It sucks you in. Just like depression, You've never anxiety. experienced it. It's the craziest thing. <laughs> but quicksand is like anxiety, depression, depression, whatever it is, all that stuff. Fear. So here's, here's one of the things that it, that it says. It's, there's like six rules. And it says the first one is make yourself as light as possible. Toss your bag, jacket, shoes, etc. Get off. Throw Get the things off that you don't need. Therefore, let us throw off everything that hinders and, and every sin. Right. Okay, then the second one is try to take a few steps backwards. Ooh. Try to assess how you got into it Step first. back and look at where you're at. Okay. Yep, right? Take a few steps back. Uh-huh. Be like, okay, how did I get to this place? Yep. Let me take a few steps back Dang. mentally and be Dang. like, okay, what was my actions to this? Right. The third one is keep your arms up and out of the quicksand. <laughs> okay, so my arms are up, so I'm in worship now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, don't. That I think that third step is is kind of that uh that mental state where it's like, okay, I'm in quicksand though, but I'm gonna keep my hands up. Yep. Because if I don't have my hands up, I'm not ready for what's coming next. Mm, mm, right. Okay. Um, number four is try to reach for a branch or a person's hand to pull yourself out. Right. Jesus said, "I am the vine; you are the branches." There you go. Therefore, reach out to your friends and your community around you. Now, these next two steps are one of the most important. Okay. Okay. Because just like I said, we always think that when we're in a funk, when we're in our quicksand in our life, that we can get out just quick. Like that, Instant, like that yeah. right? 
I mean, Jesus can do that for sure. us. Most definitely. Yeah. And Jesus is the only one. But sometimes God is just like, I need you to get out of this one. I need you to keep going through this. For I need you to get yeah. out of this one with me, but by yourself. Mm. Do you know what I mean? By yourself. I'm not saying like. That God's not in it. He's not in right. it. Like he, he's there for you and he's right. going to take you through it. But he wants you to take those steps Jesus. back and say, make you understand. How did I get here first and foremost? I mean, sometimes Jesus has to let you slip into the water a little bit. So you mm-hmm. can learn to depend on him. Mm-hmm. Got to step out of the boat, right? <laughs> um, this fifth step, like I said, these next few steps are the most important. Take deep breaths. Ooh, okay. What does that do for you? That mentally prepares you to mm-hmm. think. That mentally gets you in a state of calmness to say, okay, what do I do now? Here are my options. Let me think this through. The next one is move slowly and deliberately. <laughs> I love that. Make each moment that you're in that quicksand, not something that like, like just for the heck of it, hmm, but for yeah. an actual purpose. Right. Each thing has a, a, a purpose and a direction associated mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Move slowly and deliberately. Make sure that your movements will have a, a great effect mm-hmm. after how right. you got there. Right. You know? Because too much quick movement to can the- get you deeper. Right. And that's that's just the last of it. But like, okay, so read read those real real quick again. Read make, what read, read blah, blah, blah. my words today are not coming both out. Of our words, man. <laughs> read what it says. I'm gonna say what I said if I can remember. Make yourself light as possible. Toss so, your bag, jacket, shoes, etc. Right. So throw off everything that hinders us and every sin that entangles us. Yep. Try to take a few steps backward. So get your perspective right. Fix your focus. Yep. Keep your arms up and out of the quicksand. Keep praising. What, what, is this, what does this verse say? Yet I, for yet I will praise him. There you go. All right. Try to reach for a branch or a person's hand to pull yourself up. You need that community of people around you because they are the branches and Jesus is the vine that holds all yep. of it together. Take deep breaths. Just, I didn't say this part. Um, if I have breath in my lungs... I have reason to give God praise. There you go. Move slowly and deliberately. Take your time. Move. God does not run anywhere. He takes his time. He's a patient God. Move at God's pace. (laughs) Rhythms, unforced rhythms of grace. That's biblical too. That was all. That's awesome, man. I love that. I'm so glad you thought about that. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for uh, (laughs) interceding for us on that part. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I thought about. I love that. So, okay. Shifting gears a little bit. Getting back on track. Yep. No, I mean, that, would, that totally related to what we're talking about. <laughs> Excuse me. Right. So, again, you can go through these things. Just make sure that where you end is with your confidence yes. in God. Yes. Okay. Again, l- look at how these verses are structured. Mm-hmm. Funk. Confidence. confidence. Funk. Where does it end? On confidence. verse 11. Confidence. Right, so this is the this is the ebb and, ebb and flow of the Christian walk. Right, the the funk to the confidence, the the um, the joy to the sorrow, the the peace to the stress, the pride the, to the humble. Yo, tell me about that right now, my <laughs> life. Uh, you know, discontent, satisfaction, like it's it's a constant thing. And I was talking with uh, Lillian, uh, our good friend, uh, a couple of days like last night or <laughs> something, and we were talking about this too, where it's like. 
you know, it's all these highs and lows. She's she's going through something where it's just like all the highs and the lows, and it, it, it's dramatic, right? Mm-hmm. Think of like a a wave, a wavelength, right? But it's mm-hmm. like really, really dramatic highs and lows on these things. Mm. That's where that's where this stuff happens. This this is where the the ebb and flow gets too much, right? Mm. You have you go through a lot of discontentment, and then you go through a, a period of just over exuberant satisfaction, right? Mm-hmm. It it that's where it's dangerous because we will because we will go so high but then go so low, and that's like a it's not good for your soul to do that, right? Okay, so if we're thinking about if you and I are holding a piece of rope. Right. And we start waving it like mm-hmm. up and down. Mm-hmm. We're, we're creating these waves. Right. What does it take to make that rope less to, to have it have it go less high and low? Right. To, to make it less up and down. I don't know physics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Right. It takes pulling, pulling, pulling so, apart the rope. Right. So we oh, would have yeah. to pull on that. So that you'd have to put it, you'd have to put it under some tension. You'd have yeah, to put it under okay, some stress in order to even it out a little bit. So that way those highs and lows aren't so high and low anymore. Now it's just a constant like even flow. There's a there's a constant in the middle. <laughs> right, Hill Song Young and Free Song. But I think that's really what God does. Right. When we go through these kinds of things, he will pull on us mm. because that's going to even out these highs and lows. He's going to he's going to put that tension on us because through that Ooh. tension. That way, those waves get evened out. So it's just a little bit of up and down yeah. movement. Right. Like yeah. you all have done the thing where you're you put your hand out the window and you do like the little wave thing through the Good wind. Dolphin. Yeah. Right. You're not like doing the giant up and down and up and down like you're doing like little. little and then you try move. to get smaller and smaller. Yeah. You, you just, ever done yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. I do. <laughs> But I think that's the thing, like, rather than having these extremes, right, mm-hmm. God, God is constant in the middle. Yes. And he's, he's pulling, mm-hmm. right? God doesn't push, he pulls. Mm-hmm. He pulls on you, like a bow and arrow, right? He mm-hmm. pulls you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's the key, is that with these things, it's that God is pulling on you, and he, it's creating tension, and it yeah. hurts, and it's, it stretches you a little bit. But yeah. in doing that, he's allowing you to understand that when you have him as a constant through your life, uh-huh. like depression and anxiety and these kinds of things that are extremes won't become so extreme anymore. You still might go through them. Yep. But now you're not having those suicidal thoughts. You're mm-hmm. not having those moments of isolation where mm-hmm. the enemy wants you, mm-hmm. right? So going with this, this brought back to my mind. I think we've talked about this a little bit before. About how creation was made. I was why why that. does it start with funk? I was just thinking that. <laughs> starts with the darkness. Starts with right. Let me read no light. Let me Here read go. Let me read Genesis 1 verses 3 through 5. And I literally the, did not look past this. Nope. <laughs> you didn't look at that and yet? And I was exactly thinking that, yeah. Yeah, okay. So verse 3 in Genesis chapter 1 says, Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And, God, and God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness night. And evening passed and morning came, marking the first day. Why did evening come first? This is always a weird thing because it's like evening comes first in creation. Mm. Mm -hmm. Why is because there's always something to look forward to when evening comes first. It says evening passed. Wow. It doesn't stay. The darkness does not stay. 
Wow. Evening passed and morning came. Right? Mm. Look at how this look at how this Psalm 42 starts with the funk. Because if I st- if I start with the funk, I end with a confidence. If I start with the evening, I end with the morning, right? The sun coming up, the light, the day. And like this was it's just like that. It's 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 a better ending. It's a better ending. Jesus spoke a better ending when he died on that cross. Like Jesus spoke a better word over our lives on our behalf. Mm. Man, I didn't I didn't even think about this. Like <laughs> here I am talking about Genesis, right? The, mm-hmm. be- the very beginning of creation and how that relates to Jesus doing the same thing. Endi- ending his life with a better word over us, that, mm-hmm. there, that it was not the end, that he got up on the third day, rose from the dead for our salvation, took our sin on that cross, everything, right? He spoke that better word over your life, that yeah, the darkness is here, right? He was mm-hmm. crucified on Friday. That darkness came first. Right? And then what happened? The morning came. Sunday morning came up. Morning, morning. <laughs> it's a good morning. And so think about this too. Like, this is all over the Bible. Adam and Eve were in a funk after they mm. sinned in the garden. Who right? else? Uh, Noah was in a funk after he saved the world in the flood. Became a drunk. Became a drunkard. Right? Who Mo- else? Moses, <laughs> Moses was in a funk when he... Uh, struck the rock and disobeyed God and let and rather than speaking to the rock, Dang right? Moses. Man, that's we're gonna have to talk about that sometime. The power of your mouth, the power of our words. Who else? Uh the entire Israelite nation was in a funk after they crossed the Jordan River. The Israelites right? are the epitome of funk. Uh, literally. We're, they were in the wilderness. We want quail. And God's like Here's a manna free of charge. Like you just wake up and they're like, what is it? It's food. <laughs> it's what you about to eat. eat. It. <laughs> Who else? Um, David was in a funk running from Saul, trapped in a cave with a bunch of crazy grown men that wanted David to kill him. Okay. Here's the crazy thing, guys, too. Even the homeboy David yep. was in funks. The greatest king of Israel. Went through a bunch of funks. A bunch of them. <laughs> He's a funky man. And then one more, Elijah. And this is where I want to talk about, I want to read this story Ooh, here we go. next and kind of end here. Um, Elijah was in a funk right after God had burned up and consumed a pile of wet wood, right? I'm going to talk about this in a second. And everything around it and delivered the nation of Israel from a three-year drought. Mm-hmm. Right after all of this, Elijah goes into a funk. I'm gonna read this. Um, oh dang, I'm I'm I turned the page, and now I gotta go back. Sorry, audience. Give us a second here. Audience, listen up here, audience. Um, Don't but, be getting in funks. But I'll tell you where it is. It's in First Kings, chapter 18, verses 41. Starting in verse 41 in chapter 18, going through chapter 19, verse 4. And um, let me pull this up on my Bible app. Your speaker's super smooth, by the way. <laughs> my speaker? Oh, my soundbar? Yeah, your soundbar. Um, what did I say? First Kings 18. First Kings 18, 41. Sorry. 
First Kings 18. Me. Little Lou, little Lou, bear with us. All ill prepared, sorry. Verses 41. But for real, though, that candle smells so good. It does smell good. It's giving us courage and wisdom today. Mm-hmm. Okay. First Kings 18, starting in verse 41. This is what it says in the, I want to read this in the NLT version. So Elijah's praying for rain here, right? So mm-hmm. little backstory to this. Um, Elijah has just confronted the, the God of um, King Ahab and his wife, Baal, right? And there's a competition, and essentially what happens is that the, the people who were worshiping Baal said, like, oh, our God's the true God, and mm-hmm. Elijah's like, no, you're stupid, he's not. And <laughs> they have this competition to see which God will call down fire from heaven and burn up the wood that's sitting in the, in the, in the middle of this thing. Um, and also at the same time, Elijah has commanded a drought for three years over the entire nation, mm-hmm. Okay. So here Elijah prays for rain, and he says, Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go get something to eat and drink, for I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. So Ahab went to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel and bowed low to the ground and prayed with his face between his knees. Then he said to his servant, Go out, go and look out toward the sea. The servant went and looked, then returned to Elijah and said, I don't see anything. I didn't see anything. Seven times Elijah told him to go and look. Finally, the seventh time, his servant told him, I saw a little cloud about the size of a man's hand rising from the sea. Then Elijah shouted, hurry to Ahab and tell him, climb into your chariot and go back home. If you don't hurry, the rain will stop you. Mm-hmm. Like Kind of like a sarcastic thing. Uh, and soon the sky was black with clouds. A heavy wind brought a terrific rainstorm and Ahab left quickly for Jezreel. Then the Lord gave special strength to Elijah. He tucked his cloak into his belt and ran ahead of Ahab's chariot all the way to the entrance of Jezreel. And then now in chapter 19, when Ahab got home, he told Jezebel everything Elijah had done, including the way he had killed all the prophets of Baal. So Jezebel sent his message to Elijah, may the gods strike me and even kill me. If by this time tomorrow, I have not killed you just as you killed them. Mm. And here's, here's the funk. Elijah was afraid and fled for his life after everything he had just seen God do. Like against these people. It says Elijah was afraid and fled for his life. He went to Beersheba, a town in Judah, and he left his servant there. Then he went on alone into the wilderness traveling all day he sat down under a solitary broom tree and prayed that he might die (laughs) i've had enough lord he said take my life for i'm no better than my ancestors who have already died so literally i wanted to highlight this story just because elijah one of the greatest prophets in the old testament did so much like literally just saw god deliver the nation from the three-year drought that, that Elijah commanded, right? Saw fire rain down from heaven and, and burn up this offering. And yet here, when he gets this letter from Ahab saying, hey man, we're going to kill you because you destroyed our, our God. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's afraid and he flees. Right. And he goes into this funk and saying, God, like, you might as well just kill me. I'm no better than my ancestors. I can't do this. Right. 
Like if if Elijah goes through this, how much more do we go through this? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Ooh, that was good. I just I I just love that story. I need I want to you know just dive into Elijah's life more and that's a whole nother so if you five wanna, episodes <laughs> yeah if you want to read read about Elijah read in First Kings um his story is in there so again like it's this whole deal of of we can experience something so great like God will do so much in our lives and I wanted to talk about this today because of what I've been through mm-hmm. right I just like kind of went through a funk mm. right we went through the beginning of the year with our fast that we talk about quite a bit and then it's like we talk about that because that's part of our testimony of what God did for us in that time yes it is and which is why y'all should do it as well mm-hmm. <laughs> but I went through a period where it was just like after that when I was hearing God's voice so much and I I just felt his presence so much I went through a season where it's just like, God, I don't feel you. I don't feel you, God. I don't hear your voice anymore. Mm-hmm. Like speaking to me when I'm praying, like I don't feel your presence. Like mm-hmm. I'm not getting the wisdom I need. I don't feel like what's happening. Wow. Like even reading through the, the Bible and stuff, like reading, like I was just getting download after download after download for messages and messages and messages. And, wow. and then I hit this point and it was just like nothing was coming to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, am I doing something wrong? Like, am I not mm-hmm. like, what's going on, God? So again, and now I'm out of it. Like I felt God's presence so strongly on Sunday, yesterday at church. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. So, you know, we can go through those times and, and then it's easy to, you know, come out of those things where God has been so strongly speaking to us. And then to yeah. say, I don't feel you, God. And to get depressed and to be like Elijah and say, I might as well just die. Yeah. Right. And that's not the thing to do, yeah. right? The thing is to recognize that you are at that place, mm-hmm. to accept that you are at that place, mm-hmm. but to then say, why are you downcast, my soul? Put your hope in God. Yep. Like, stop yep. it. You keep can, your you, arm out. Let keep, that cup get an overflow. Yeah. Like, keep that cup where it's supposed to be. And God's going to keep pouring out. But see, that's the thing, too, going back to what you were talking about. Like, you're not always going to feel, after a while... You're not going to feel like God's pouring out because you're used to it. Mm-hmm. But he's still pouring out. It's still happening. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's never ending. It, it only stops flowing when, when we you stop take it pouring. away. Yeah, when we take that stuff away. So like, if you're going through something like this, if you're in a funk, like, start declaring, like, ask yourself that Amen. question. Amen. Straight up. Like, why are you downcast, my Straight soul? Up. Why? Like, what? What? Take a step back, right? You're in that quicksand. Take a step back. Say, why am I feeling like yeah. this? What, ha- what has been going on in my life that is causing me to feel this way? And have the audacity. I mean, the straight up audacity. Raw, unedited, uncut <laughs> audacity. Ghetto. Just- to just declare the opposite of what your funk is. Of what you're feeling in your funk. Yep. You know, so if, if for you, if you are really struggling with like anxiety, you know, have the audacity every day to say, you know, anxiety, you don't own me. And second and foremost, I don't have you. Hmm. Yeah. That's like, have the audacity to say it. Yeah. And cool. it, like declare it with your, not only with your mouth, but like your heart. Yeah. Like say it with just like a. Say it with confidence. Uh, just, say yeah. it with confidence. Like, wake up in the morning. If you're feeling anxious, say, I am not anxious. I am calm. I have the patience of God. Like, I am with God today. He is my peace. He is my provision. He is my protector. 
You know, That's what I'm saying. start declaring that stuff over your life. And if you feel like you ain't good looking, wake up every morning. I am good looking. I, you are good looking. <laughs> you fly. Look how fine you, you sexy. are. <laughs> you got them peaches. <laughs> yes. Yo. Oh, I love it. Two part thing. Ask yourself why you're going through it. Second part is declare it. Mm-hmm. Put your hope back mm-hmm. in God. Mm-hmm. So, and it's tough. Like we've, we've both probably been there in our lives. So we're don't there be, with you. And also don't be afraid if the process is a little slow. Move yeah. with it. Yep. Don't force it to change quickly if it's not supposed to. Exactly. And that's take a hard a st- thing. Take it, a step back. Take a deep breath. Yep. Move slowly and deliberately. Yep. Move with God. Move yep. at his. Don't strive. Yep. Stride. Exactly. Stride All right, with man. God. That was good. That was a good episode. So before we end, um, hope you guys enjoyed everything we talked about as always. Um, but we do want to offer that prayer of salvation for anybody who is saying, I'm in a funk. I need God. I need Jesus, my salvation, to put my hope in. I need to start that relationship. I need to be able to, to, to work with him, to put my hope in him, and to start declaring these things over my life. And the Bible says if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that you will be saved. Amen. So we're going to offer this prayer to you. I'm going I'm to lead this. Easy's going to follow me. Uh, follow along. Sorry, I'm getting my notes here. Um, so let's pray this together. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I believe. I believe. That Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ. Is the Son of God. Is the Son of God. And the Savior of the world. And the Savior of the world. I believe. I believe. That he died. That he died. So I could be forgiven. So I could be forgiven. Today I make. Today I make. Him the Lord of my life. Him the Lord of my life. I believe, I believe that he rose from the dead. He rose from the dead to give me new life. To give me new life. And today I begin. And today I begin this new life. This new life. Amen. 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 Hey, if you guys just made that decision for the first time, welcome. we're celebrating with you. Welcome to the family. Yeah. Um, as always, if you made that decision, we want to hear from you. If you have a testimony you want to share, if you want to reach out and ask us questions that we could answer on the next episode or whatever it is, like mm-hmm. hit us up. Yes. Shoot us an email at connect, uh, connection.podcast3 at gmail.com. Or in the Instagram at connectionpodcast. And if you see us in public, don't be afraid to just say, yo, what's up? Yeah, we got, ca- we got cards listen. now too. We'll hand those out to yeah, people. we're handing out them yeah. cards. So flap, flap. thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening. Um, and for all the support that we've been given, like this has been just a crazy, crazy experience. So thank you guys so, so much. Have a fantastic week. We love you all. Peace out guys. Mm. How's that sound? It smells great. <laughs> I mean to say it sounds great. Sounds great. What are you smelling? Your candle. You're smelling courage and wisdom. Is that what that smells like? Yes.